swag out them balls. Is that is that Bowtie Paisley? And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style. Now, this week's episode is going to be a bit more steeped in the reality of what's going on in the world as of the time of this recording. For months, seems like years, we have been dealing with the ravages and the repercussions of the outbreak of COVID-19, not just in the United States, but also in the world. As a result, the economy's down, people unemployed, people are trying to find ways just to survive. So as a result, you have a lot of pent-up anguish, pent-up emotions, pent-up anger, over perception of how the situation has been handled and could have been prevented in many respects but that's a whole nother podcast however during the midst of this there was killing and i'll put it just like that of a man who was being arrested by the police in minneapolis for suspectedly using a counterfeit 20 dollar bill his name was george floyd the officers held him down while one had his knee on the back of his neck for over eight minutes eventually caused a man to asphyxiate and pass away and that in turn has led to essentially the fuse on a powder keg that is i wouldn't just say race relations in the united states but justice relations in the united states to literally explode and it is weird it is beautiful it is scary but it's needed in this country there are too many times over the years where black men have been killed by the police these men are instantly vilified in the media even today george floyd's character those things have nothing to do with how he was treated and how he was killed but there are too many instances where unarmed black men in America have been shot and killed by law enforcement. And these law enforcement have gotten away scot-free. There are too many times in America where black men have been stopped and harassed by the police because we fit a description. As a black man, I am familiar with all these things. I cannot say that I have been stopped as many times as some of my friends, particularly some of my darker skinned friends, because I am light-skinned. And with that comes a whole different perception and connotation when it comes to how the rest of the world and the rest of America sees you. I am the safe Negro in many respects. But that hasn't stopped me from being harassed by the police. Even as a child, having just playing with my friends, having flashlights flashed on me like I was some kind of criminal because the cops thought I was up to no good or being stopped for a supposed taillight being out in the middle of a backcountry road on the eastern shore of Maryland. These things have happened to me, and so many other things that are far worse have happened to friends of mine over the years. So with that, to see this happen today, to see this happen now, with the sort of ferociousness that it is, because it's not just America. It is not just United States. It is not just black people protesting it is everyone there are countries around the world brown people it's around the world that they're protesting and it a lot of it even comes to more of a head because of i don't try to get too political in this podcast 
but because of who's in charge in the United States and the attitude that this person has displayed toward people who do not look like him since the beginning of his run for office. People who do not look like him have been constantly vilified as the enemy, as someone for who he's trying to speak to should look out for. And to that, and this is statistically proven, we have seen an increase in hate groups. We've seen an increase in demonstrations of those who believe that they are superior to those others. That is why when you say Black Lives Matter, or I say, or anyone says Black Lives Matter, for those of you who do not understand, no one is ever saying white person's life doesn't matter, an Asian person's life doesn't matter. No one is ever saying that. However, Caucasians do not worry about the same things that I do when I get into a car and I'm stopped by the police. Caucasians do not have the same life experience. A Caucasian male does not know what it's like to be a young man walking to a store and being followed. And I'm being followed and I'm in a shirt and tie because at the time I was in a Catholic high school. I'm being followed. A Caucasian male does not know what it's like to get into an elevator and visibly see someone, a woman, clutch their purse. They do not understand their perception of being the villain automatically until proving innocent and even when we're proven innocent we're still seen as the villain the central park five were exonerated and they was they are still seen as the villain and there's one commonality here they're all black men black men have been a boogeyman of america since its inception <sighs> i'm tired of being america's boogeyman I'm tired of being vilified. I'm tired of being stereotyped as this. In my field, in my profession, for many years, I was literally the only black face in a room. And yes, in many respects, I have not dealt with the sort of police harassment that even George Floyd did beforehand. I have luckily never had someone have a no-knock warrant and barge into my house unannounced and shoot up my apartment like Breonna Taylor. I'm not a card-carrying legal member of um, legal person legalized to carry a gun and then be shot up once I tell them off of that, but like like Flandel Smith. I've luckily been never never been in that situation. I've been lucky to be able to come and sit here with my family and friends and to be able to express my thoughts to you guys on this podcast. But that doesn't mean what's going on doesn't hurt. That doesn't mean that what happened to George Floyd doesn't mean it can't happen to me. Even where I am, there are numerous reports over the years of black men being stopped by the police and things happening. And to make matters worse, we are protesting about police brutality and injustice. And numerous videos have come up from these protests of the police doing just that. The elderly man in Buffalo who was knocked over, head cracked open, blood pouring out on the ground. And police just walked by after knocking him down. The homeless man in Los Angeles who was shot with rubber bullets because he couldn't get away because he's in a wheelchair. The numerous videos of unwanted gasping, And then, to top it off, the peaceful protest that was broken up in Lafayette Park right here in Washington, D.C. With the U U.S. military fine on their own citizens exercising their First Amendment rights with pepper spray and tear gas just so the person in charge can take a picture in front of a church, a church that I know very well. I've been to various meetings right there near Lafayette Park in my time in the district and working in the fields that I have. 
Despicable is not the word. Uncaring is not the word. There are no words for how people are treated and how the police get away with murder. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I grew up in Baltimore City. When the riots happened because of Freddie Gray Donner, this is not about white cops or what it's about law enforcement in general and how law enforcement can do whatever they want and get away with it, particularly when it comes to African-American men. In the same instance, a black cop shot a white woman in Minneapolis. He got 12 years in prison. It was by accident. 12 years in prison made national news. And should he have been sent to jail? Yes. But he was held accountable for his actions. He did not get let off scot-free. Will these things happen to George Floyd's killers? I don't know. They've been charged. We'll see how the justice system works. But as an African-American man, there are too many instances in this country where cops have been charged with killing men, black men, because they thought we had a weapon. They thought we were in danger. Or even just men in general standing your ground. I was in fear for my life, so I took up my weapon and I shot him. Are we really that scary? America, are black men really that scary? We have to chase us down like dogs and then shoot us from the back of your truck because we're out for a jog? Because you think we did something like you're the police? Are we really that scary? Blackout, sunset is coming, phases are opening, COVID-19 is still lurking. People shout to be heard. The king clings to guns and religion. Ignoring the very people he serves. No parable ever spoke of domination. This is America. Protests continue in the streets, in the boardroom, behind computer screens. All setting a figure to fire to what has been. Destroying what is broken, rebuilding something new. Revolution. This is not just about black people. This is about the very soul of America and how we see each other as brothers, as neighbors, as citizens. If one set of citizens cannot receive the same sort of treatment as another, the same sort of due process, the same sort of optimism as another, then this country is doomed to fail. We've been able to patch up those holes that come up over the years, the 90s race riots over Rodney King, the riots from Ferguson. But this time right now is different. This time right now, this is not just about America. Because people who are of darker skin face persecution and have per face persecution all over the world and no one has ever claimed that George Floyd was a saint but George Floyd should not be dead George Floyd should not have been killed and there's no reason why any cop or anyone should kill someone who is unarmed because they're scared because they have the right to and they will get away with it and again I don't know what will happen in the judicial system I'll leave it up to them and we will see what happens but I hope and pray that this is a turning point for our country because it sure as hell is not going to come from the top. We have leadership who is devoid of empathy. And we have leadership who knows nothing what it's like to be the common man. Nothing what it's like to work hard with his hands a day in his life. So how do I think that leadership can ever relate to me, a kid who grew up poor in Baltimore? And regardless if I had a loving mom father even though they were divorced I had wonderful great-grandparents who always instilled in me the value of education and did everything they could to give me every opportunity that I could ever want in life to be where I am now to be able to talk to you when I know so many of the people I grew up with some are dead some are in jail some are still 
on North Avenue doing nothing, but I'm here. But leadership can never understand what I've been through. Never. Leadership cannot understand why people are marching in the streets and that's very evident by the tone in which they continue to speak about what's going on, focusing on the looters. These things happen and not saying it's a good thing, but don't let it distract you from the overall message. Don't let it distract you from what the real truth is. We are a nation, we are a melting pot. And until we start treating one group the way they should, we can, we can never ever be equal. And we can never ever be an America that is great because there will always be some who will be looked upon as the boogeyman, who will be looked upon as the scariest thing ever. That is why we say black lives matter. Because if black lives don't matter, no life matters. Because it was to stop any sort of system from then targeting Asian Americans, Indian Americans. I mean, the Japanese people were put in internment camps in World War II because they were scared that they might be Japanese sympathizers during the war with no provocation. American history is filled with instances of those that are not fair-skinned and male being looked upon as being a potential threat. We are all supposed to be equal. It is time for us to be treating everyone as equals. This has been another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast. And again, I am your host, Webster Style. For those of you out there that are protesting, if you hear this, keep up the good fight. Continue to fight against oppression. Continue to fight the power. For those of you who are listening, who may not want to hear this, I will not apologize for who I am and what I am, nor my life experience. Nor will I apologize for speaking the truth. We are a nation divided, and we are a nation divided because those in power seek to keep us divided so they can stay in power. Never forget that. Most people have more in common with George Floyd than they ever will have with those that are in power and leadership in our country. So again, thank you for listening of the Sotoyo and Geek Podcast. I am your host, Webster Style. Peace and blessing. And stay safe. Styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanted to, oh, I completely read that wrong